Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sullivan County Democrat podcast brought to you by the good folks at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. I'm managing editor Joe Abraham, and this is the first of a couple podcasts we wanted to do this November in honor of Veterans Day, which recently passed, where we talked to a couple different local organizations uh, or agencies that 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 help uh, our local veteran community. Uh, so my guest today uh, on this podcast is Action Toward Independence Executive Director uh, Deborah Warden, and uh, we welcome you here today to our, our podcast. And uh, the first question I have is before we get into the veteran-specific stuff, just what give us a little overview for those listening that aren't familiar with your organization, exactly what you guys do and offer. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. Um, Action Toward Independence is also known as ATI, and we're an organization that's what's called an independent living center. And what that means is we basically help any individual with a disability, no matter how significant the disability is or temporary or permanent or whatever the case may be. If someone has a, a disability, then we're able to help them and connect them with various services. Great. And, and on the veteran front, um, what are some of the services that ATI provides um, with veterans? And also, I guess you could also maybe tie in other partnerships you have in the community as far as with other organizations. Sure. So Action Toward Independence years ago had um, a veteran uh, program that was funded and then the funding had ceased. Fortunately, and this was prior to me coming to ATI. And then when I came in, there was still such an unmet need. And we also had some staff that were very interested in uh, providing a program regarding service dogs. So I had found a grant that was available and applied. And we were most fortunate to receive a grant through the Wounded Warrior Program to provide service dogs to veterans who have PTSD. So that just started opening up our door to connecting with veterans who would not normally seek services, but I think with some of the education and information that's coming out regarding PTSD or PTSI, post-traumatic stress injury, um, it just became something that was very popular within our, our counties because ATI is a regional organization. We serve Sullivan and Orange County. But because we're federally funded, we actually have funding to be able to go even beyond those borders. So we have people in Pike County, Wayne County, Pennsylvania, you know, Delaware, Ulster, and, and surrounding counties of our area um, seeking services from us. So that ended up being a super um, productive and viable program through the Wounded Warrior Grant. And we have been able to provide service dogs to veterans for a few years. Then um, came along a program uh, called Vet to Vet, and it is a veteran program for veterans run by veterans. And it is um, a program that is being funded by Office of Mental Health in honor of Private First Class Joseph P. Dwyer, who struggled terribly with PTSD. And so it was funding that came about through Office of Mental Health to provide to the local county areas to really have a support network for veterans, especially those coming home and trying to integrate back into the community. That can be a real challenge, especially when there's mental health or even a traumatic brain injury or any type of uh, disability 
that they find it very, very difficult to come back into uh, into civilian life. And I hadn't ever really, I think one of the things that I, I found most profound about the program and the great point of it was I got to meet this amazing veteran named Nick. And Nick had gone through our program and Nick had severe PTSD. And he explained it to me in such a way that I was, oh my gosh, like this, now I understand. So what it is, is that say you're going down the road and you're in an area of conflict and you see a garbage can in the street. Your rational thought is that that garbage can could have an explosive. It could, you know, be really harmful for you. That's a rational thought. You react, you immediately become tensed, you're on point, you're, you're ready to deal with whatever might happen. You live in that environment for a couple of years and then you come home. And you're going down the street and see a garbage can in the street and you're no longer having a rational thought that garbage can does not contain explosives. It's not going to do anything that's going to harm you, excuse me. And, but you're all of a sudden you have the same physical reaction. You tense, you get, you know, sweat, you, you know, have this physical and mental reaction to this garbage can. That is what it's about. And the fact for some people, and also I try to explain, I, we don't like PTSD, you know, the disorder part, because really PTSD, post-traumatic stress is almost like an injury to your brain. It's your soul. Something has traumatized you. And as a result, your brain is going to react a certain way to that experience. So we like to call it an injury. It's really an injury to your brain and to your, your, you know, you've had a traumatic incident that's happened mentally and that's really what it's about. So that's what we like to say PTSI or just try and get the information to get rid of the stigma of disorder. You know, like a diabetic doesn't have a pancreatic disorder, you know, that don't, you know, so that we're trying to again, ease the stigma of that. So as a result, we have started to have great conversations with veterans and bringing this to light and bringing the supports necessary to help those in need. And the Vet to Vet program now in Sullivan County is starting to do that. So we're really excited. And it's also about connecting people because during COVID, the last 90 weeks of COVID that we've had, we've had people that have had to isolate you know, and really be um, uh, away from other people. And it's been a, hard, a really difficult challenge for veterans. So this is a way that they're able to connect and kind of have more of a support network when it's been super difficult over the last 90 weeks. Yeah, all of that sounds like uh, really great stuff. And thank your organization for doing that. And I guess my next question, just as we kind of wrap up uh, this short podcast is, if someone's sitting at home listening to this and they say, this sounds like a really interesting organization and they want to help in some way, what are the ways that, the, that just the general public can assist ATI, uh, whether that be through uh, resources or volunteering efforts? Like what do you guys offer? Well, we definitely are happy to connect anyone with ATI, whether they want to support us financially or just be any type of resource. Um, a lot of people have come to us and said, I have, you know, such and such a skill. Can you use that? And it, it definitely 
usually gets connected with them somehow, you know, in some way, shape or form with our agency. Thankfully, you know, we're really happy with all of our community support. If anyone is even wanting to learn more about mental health and awareness of people with disabilities and how we can be more sensitive to that population, I also recommend that they reach out to us. A lot of places of business aren't sure about service dogs, for example. Uh, so we actually work with a lot of businesses on educating them and their staff on what is a reasonable accommodation for individuals with disabilities and also about service animals, because that has been a, a bit of a topic of late on um, what is allowed, what, what um, accommodations are made for, for what type of animals. So, um, so I always recommend to reach out to us on our website, which is uh, ATIToday.org. It's A-T-I in the word today.org. Uh, also check us out on Facebook and we're on Instagram and LinkedIn. So we're trying to really get out there uh, social media wise to connect with people. I would definitely recommend checking out the Facebook page because that has so much of our activities and events that are up and coming and things that we are actually involved in. Um, with the Vet to Vet program, we're trying to connect veterans with other veterans so they could really kind of improve their um, social connections. So we're starting a Healing Waters program. It's going to be a fly fishing program. We're also doing uh, possibly Horses for Heroes with Victory Hill, which is this great uh, uh, farm in Port Jervis area that uh, provides a equestrian program for veterans as well. So all of these things are free for veterans in our program. And that's one of the great things. So you could go fly fishing with a guide, you know, get all the, the tips and, and uh, get a lot of training on how to do that. And just, you know, it's so restorative to be out in nature and to be around the people that understand you the most. And our staff as well, it is veterans that are helping veterans. And we have our staff, I have five veterans on staff, including one female, because there's a lot of different ways that veterans have PTSD and a lot of different reasons. And uh, so we were trying to address all of them and really meeting the needs of as many as, you know, the veterans as possible. Sure. And um, uh, as I see on you guys' website, you have two offices, one in Sullivan, one in Orange County. Sullivan County office, for those listening, is on 309 East Broadway, Suite A. And Orange County, it's at 126 Seward Ave in Middletown. So uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Deb. It's always a pleasure. I've enjoyed getting to know you outside of podcasts and the paper as well. And uh, it's uh, definitely a great thing that you guys are doing. And, um, and yeah, this has been an ep another episode of the Sullivan County Democrat podcast brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. Thanks, Deb. Thank you so much again for having us, Joe. We really appreciate it. <laughs>